Hey, what's up, guys? This is John and Jake. We're actually doing this in person in Jake's uh, Reloading Room Man Cave. Yeah. After uh, we just shot day one of Rock Lake NRL match up here in eastern Washington. So we got a match, uh, one of the few drive-to matches we do, which is kind of fun. So we're hanging out, just ate some food, throwing some darts, and drinking a little, uh, what do we got? Some some Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> mixed, We're killing it. I'm mixed with a little whiskey. I don't know what Jake's drinking. We got a little wooden pill from some of our friends. We taught. Actually, this is from the guys we taught in the match, right? Or the That's training, right. right? That's right. Yeah, they have a... Uh, they own Woodenville a, Whiskey. A, a distillery over there in uh, Washington anyway. So we're hanging out a little bit. Um, Going to catch up on some Q&A a little bit. We haven't talked about matches in a while, um, but just just kind of doing a catch up for you guys. So have a sweet giveaway at the end. So follow that, along. That's right. We teased a little bit, but we got we got some more details, and we'll start doing the kind of the share and like and all the stuff, the the details to get you guys going on that. So um, anyway, how you been? Man, it's been it's been super busy. Um, yeah. Obviously, I got the shot for JC Steel targets that we've been just trying to pound out and get done. So that's been really busy. Kind of a missed, you know. Um, Amidst all the matches, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we've done New Mexico and Utah. You went to Oklahoma. I went to Montana. So it's been, mm-hmm. it's been really busy. Um, it seems like you come back and you try to get your stuff loaded up and dialed in for the next match, and then you got work, and, yep. and you're doing the exact same thing um, yeah. with work, and and you know you're building a place and so on and so forth. So it's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of run and gun, um, but it's been great. And obviously, you know, the sponsors have been have been very good um you know to us and the matches and um all the all the above so we just couldn't do without them for sure yeah no it's been fun i'm in the same same boat we had that big forest fire we didn't really talk about it but we got evacuated it was like labor day um i guess tuesday night they search and rescue came to the house told us to leave and everything was crazy anyway we got a big fire didn't hit the house it stopped short but we got a bunch of smoke damage and we were kind of in the middle of a remodel so I've been doing that. I was hoping to stay. We actually, Jake and I have, what's it, What's the official series? So the official series is the Rifleman's Team Challenge, and it's a championship. We have shot two matches, and we have two wins, so we have a perfect score going into the championship. Um, yep. And there's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I think there's about 40 or 50 teams, so about 100 or so people that are in the, that are in the championship. Yep. That's actually next week, and we were going to yeah, kind of practice and stay. But The initial plan was to come over to this match and hang out over here for a week and practice. I was like, Because I was bugging Jake. I was like, dude, we got to practice. Like, I was shooting in Oklahoma. Those guys are troop line kings, and I was talking with Oregon and chatting about that, and I was like, I just need to practice prone more. So we were going to hang mm-hmm. out and, and shoot, and now i got to go home, and we did a dig out and, <laughs> and, and got grades set. Now i got to go dig out. we got to do forms and to a poor foundation and then work, and it's all good stuff, but just it's just been, it's been a bit weird year. It's been a weird year for a lot of you guys. I mean, this is, I think we're all looking forward to elections being over and 2020 being over and and COVID being over and all this stuff, but everything's good. It's just, it's just been a little bit of a different year, but the lately we have been able to shoot a lot. We haven't talked about a lot. So let's, we'll run through some matches. Um, we haven't, we've shot well, we haven't been burned them down, but we've shot good. We started in New Mexico. Yep. Uh, it's been a few weeks. Uh, my first time to New Mexico shooting. Um, I've hunted there. I haven't, I haven't competed there, but um, you shot really well. I thought you were going to take the win home. I think we did mention this a little bit in the very last stage of the match, or second to the last second stage of the match. It slipped out. You held second. Morgan ended up in first. I dropped into fourth or mm-hmm. fifth, I think. I don't know, top five. And then 
Utah, same thing. We, what, would you get a second? Would you? No, oh. we tied for third. Oh, so okay, third yeah, and tied fourth. for third in Utah. Oklahoma, or, or game burned it down on day one. I ended up in third by a point. Um, so those are all kind of quick matches. Those, you, the unique thing about those matches is generally New Mexico, Utah, and Oklahoma are relatively windy states. And, well, shoot, the match we're at right now is usually windy. We're in it eastern Washington, is. usually blowing, all those states. And we've been in these pretty calm matches which end up with high hit percentages in oklahoma i think i cleaned 15 i cleaned 14 stages out of 20 dropped one point on four more and so in so in 18 stages i dropped four points i got beat up on those other two um on, they were kind of some tough stages but it's it's weird having such a high hit percentage that's kind of what's going on today at this match pretty calm it got a little bit switchy at the end of the day that beat us up a little bit but you know when you're only dropping you know when guys are shooting 90 full of shots 90 percent on these matches utah was um what's the utah was similar um real calm conditions i was holding the biggest wind it was like 1100 yards or, or 1050 was that uh those barrels i was holding I don't know, seven tenths of wind, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, which is crazy. Um, I can't say that for Montana. Oh, gosh. <laughs> talk about Montana a little bit. Well, <laughs> talk about this. Yeah. Montana was blowing. A lot of you guys know that, that it shoot the NRL, but it was ripping on Saturday. So talk about hit percentage on matches like today. Uh, I had Oklahoma. We, all, we had New Mexico and Utah, which mm-hmm. fair size targets, but when the wind's not blowing, guys' gear's running so good these days. It's just about it. I mean, everything's easy. It's crazy. Yeah. So everything's different with the conditions, but I don't necessarily know if conditions are going to, you know, are going to dictate all that uh, because course of fire can certainly dictate some of that as well. Yep. And uh, Montana, uh, it was uh, Chaz's place up there in – uh, Dupire, Montana, and it was called the Devil's Brigade. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the Course of Fire. I thought the Course of Fire was was challenging and tough. He made you move quite a bit. You had a lot of different positions, and every position it seemed like you were shooting a different target. So you really weren't shooting a lot of the same targets, which I loved. Um, and really, that allows it to mix up. And so we get there on Friday. It's probably blowing 30 miles an hour on Friday. Everyone's trying to sight in. <laughs> and so it's actually kind of cool because one thing that you'll notice when you sight in for you guys that are shooting matches, if it's really bad on Friday, you might be just look in your Kestrel, look in your ballistic app, a 20 or 25, 30 mile an hour wind, even at 100 yards, might blow you two tenths. Yep. And so you might think, oh man, I got to adjust my. My uh, zero, two tenths left at a, you know, because I'm I'm way off. It can well, also change your vertical too. Yeah, before you do that, really try to try to check your wind and make sure that okay, that's actually kind of where it should be um, at a hundred yards. And as long as you know that that's where it should be, keep it there. Um, now, if you're going the opposite way, then obviously something's wrong. Yeah. But uh, so for Montana, we get there. It's probably twenty twenty five on Friday. Um, super windy, and we hear that there is a wind warning on Saturday and Sunday, and we get to Sunday. Um, the weather was actually really nice. It was like 60 degrees, uh, pretty clear skies, and uh, 32 miles an hour wind. And so <laughs> it was just nasty and brutal. I saw a video of a flag early morning. I'm, I'm, I was at home working all weekend, so I was kind of uh, watching social media for updates and stuff on the matches. And um, – I see this flag about to rip off the flagpole. I was like, oh, that's going to be a sporty day. We were all, one of the group group chats I was in, we were texting about it and shared that video. And it was, 
it was getting it. It sounded like it stayed that way most of the day. Um, uh, yeah, really, really most of the day. And it kind of let off a little bit on Sunday. So Saturday yep. we get there. Um, and one of the things that, uh, me, you know, me as a match director and, and you as well as a match director, John, uh, you know, we want to try to think about different things that are going to affect stages slightly differently. Um, one of the things that, that we noticed and kind of everyone in our group, um, I shot with, uh, some really good shooters. I shot with, uh, you know, guys that were, uh, you know, kind of always up there in the top three, top five, which was kind of nice to see. But the very first stage we get there and we're shooting off of a tree and trees don't hold still wood bends. Well, we're yeah. shooting in 30, 35 miles an hour and we're shooting off a tree that's moving it's just really tough to, to keep on on the target. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's fair or unfair or whatever it is. It's just something to kind of think about as a match director is what happens if the tree is not moving? Are those scores going to be uh, indicative of that person's talent? What happens if the tree is moving? Are those scores going to be indicative of that person's talent? And then what are the differences? Yep. So, for example, um, I could go up, the tree's moving all over, or you could go up, John, the tree's moving all over, and you get a two or a three, you're like, gosh, I feel pretty good about that two or three. Yep. Um, and then if it's a super solid barricade, we could go up and do the exact same level of shooting, and all of a sudden we're pulling eight or nine or ten yep. on the stage. And so where's the balance in that, and is that going to be something that is – um, you know, very fair for the, for the match. That's something that as a match director should be thought about. And if you come to the conclusion, you know what, this is a fair stage. We have some other stages like that and they are what they are. Then, then so be it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so in this particular match in Montana, I really liked his course of fire. He, we were shooting off lots of trees. They were all moving. It is what it is. Um, and, uh, the, it wasn't really that it was a stability deal. It was the wind was, you had to pay attention to see where your bullet was going because at 30 or 35 miles an hour, <laughs> your bullet, you think it's at 400 yards. We were holding, you know, a mil and a half. It sounds like that's cra- that's a crazy number because you're holding about the same elevation as you are on the wind, but that's what we were doing. And you might miss by a half mil left or <laughs> a mil left. You're like, oh, geez, I need two mils on that wind call. Uh, and so it was a very it was a, a very awesome experience. I love shooting the wind. Um, one thing that I'll kind of do is we have a lot of wind out here in in eastern Washington as well. Usually, uh, usually today we didn't, <laughs> but usually we do. Man, if it's windy, um, this is something I challenge you guys to do as well. If it's windy and nasty, go out to the range, get a little bit of practice during those stupid conditions that yeah. are that are hard to hit anything. Because every once in a while, guess what? You're at a match. And if you have that experience, if you have the knowledge to be able to handle that, not just with what your bullets do in the wind, but how you can become stable in the wind, how you can maybe uh, stop a a barricade from rocking in the wind, Mm -hmm. just little things like that, you're going to be that much better prepared to do well in those particular matches. And so Saturday was an absolute grind in Montana. Um, I had a pretty good cushion. I had 48 points. And the next person was 40 points. And uh, Hold on. And out of how many shots did you fire Saturday? I, I believe we fired uh, 96. So, so 50% hit ratio. I was right about 50% That's on, crazy. on Saturday. and That's gnarly coming from matches where we're like 85 to 95%. 90, yeah. yeah. Like today was 96 or 90, 97. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's exactly right. And so it's a giant difference. Well, the problem is, is that eight points separates first or second. 
And the reason that, you know, maybe there's got to be some talk about figuring something out is eight points separates first or second. So his percentage was 82% of my shooting on day one, 48 to 40. He had 80 something uh, percent. And so is that fair for him? You know, when he's the second best shooter at the match to get those, you know, that kind of percentage um, or just to have that percentage in general, when you could shoot something completely different and, you know, he's in second place, maybe he's tied or maybe he's, you know, one down. He's still a second place shooter, but now he's getting 99 percent. And that's part of the, you know, that's part of the talk that we talk about. That's part of the, you know. It's hard to know because the weather can make such a dramatic difference on scores. And that's honestly, that's part of the reason why we only get a certain group of people to some of these matches as well. Um, It's just, it's just a fact of what happens. Yeah. I've been referencing just cryptically a little bit that wind makes a giant difference in percentage. It makes a giant difference in the score that you take away from a match. That's right. It makes a giant difference in your season season score. Um, uh, generally, a lot of this back east, the wind doesn't usually blow as much. Out west, it usually blows more. Although lately, we've had some pretty big meatball matches. And it's just crazy seeing the the level when you're planning for a, say, you know, a 10 to 20 mile an hour wind and you get a 2 to 5. And it's just crazy how good it's been fun watching uh, how good, you know, everyone's gears lining up, especially when you give people time, when you give people two minutes or a lot of time to navigate a stage. And that's where in Oklahoma, we had a good time and Tate and uh, Clay ran that match, fed us really good, played some poker, played some cornhole, had a, had a fun weekend, but really, really high hit percentages. Um, not a lot, of, a lot of targets missed. And, you know, talking with Tate, we had, we had a lot of good talks about it, but you know, how to pressure people when you give somebody two minutes for eight rounds, you got to stress them with a small target or, or you got to figure out different ways to change things, but it's hard when the wind doesn't blow. So mm-hmm. this is just the match director's dilemma, but it's fun for me being able to go to so many different matches, East coast and West coast. I feel, you know, you know, lucky to be able to see different matches around the States, maybe more than, than some people are able to. So it's fun to see the contrast, but it's also, it's frustrating seeing, um, I, it's, I miss, I kind of wish I would have gone to Montana cause I miss, I want to shoot a tough match. Those grind of matches. Where, yeah. where a four is a good score, a six is a good score. I felt like you we know, used you, to have them. That the, your match this spring, the AG match, you pull a lot of AG stages, but the wind was also blowing 20, 25 miles an hour, and we're shooting mm-hmm. at, you know, six-inch targets at 500 yards. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, and I'm, not, I'm not saying everything should be MOA. I don't think it should be. I don't – there's a balance in this. And, um, you know, we're just spitballing here. But you can't just make a match hard by making tiny positions or having somebody shoot off of a, a parachute cord or a wobbly T-post. That goes you, – you can go stupid the other way. But it's just – it's hard to get good matches. I, you know, I was talking – there were some matches in Oklahoma where, hit, you know, clay clean day two and a couple points are dropped. And, and it's hard to separate or determine skill when everyone's cleaning everything. So it is fun to get those – kind of those ball buster matches where – I love them. I remember back in the – your first early JC – the first JC Steel NRL match you did. Uh, Orgain yeah. came up one with a 50 – 56, 53. 50, 52 or 53, yeah. Hit percentage out of like 240 rounds. I mean, it was a grind. And I just remember leaving there, and I, I can't – I was top five. I can't remember where I, where I was. It was my second second 
second or third year shooting. And I remember it hurt and I was like, Oh, that hurt. And I wanted to shoot that match every day. I was like, I just, I, we, I were talking to you. I was like, we just need to leave this course of fire up and then just come and shoot this every weekend. You'd be the best shooters ever. I mean, yeah, you, it just it would really uh, skyline you mentally. Yeah, skyline targets where you had to see trace. There was no there was no option. Um, you know, tall grass, fast movement, and just a bunch of different stuff. So anyway, we're just we're just kind of kind of spitballing, but we've been shooting a fair bit. Um, not burn it down, but some seconds, some thirds, some fourths. So we're, we're hanging in there, but um, um, it's fun. You know, guys are guys. Are, there's some really good shooters out there. It's been fun. Morgan Morgan's won a couple. We've been shooting with him, having a fun time giving him a hard time and uh it's been fun but um we've got so tomorrow we haven't seen scores yet for today i think i'm down a couple points jake we're we're down a couple more points from that a couple more chasing a little vertical so i think about time for new barrel get that one that one's about shot out we'll swap that out for next weekend i'm so excited and uh and get going but (laughs) we we both today i just i think the worst stage was the mover we both I've, we both have shot. There's a particular mover stage that's here all the time. It's only 380, 400 yards, 10 inch diamond or something. And I've cleaned it every time I've shot it. And I dropped three points on it. Just and you, you dropped three as well. I did. Just inexcusable. So I don't know if we were still asleep or what was going on. But a stage that we usually, um, I actually didn't have much of an excuse. I I don't have one. My either. first shot, I missed. Um, I mean, I hit the static, and then I missed my first shot, and I held too, uh, either too much or too little. And then I went the other way and held too much or too little, uh, but it was opposite way. And then I found my <laughs> groove, and I hit three or four in a row. Um, and then I was, it was tracking it left to right, and I hit one, I hit two. I was going to the third shot, and I saw the limit state coming up, and so I thought, well... I'm hitting the center of this plate. I'm going to try to get one more off because it's a good direction for me right now. And I just come up and I hold the wrong hash (laughs) mark. And I was like a mill and a half ahead. And I was like, what are you doing? You know? And then now it goes a limb mistake, but it was the rush in my mentality in my mind. I was rushing to try to get that shot off. And that's something that I rarely do is I, I, I try not to rush and that's, I think that's exactly what happened is during my rush in, in the fact of that, if I would have just got set up like normal, got in my position, you know, four or five, six mils ahead of time and wait for the target to get to my particular one mil or yep. 1.2 hash mark, yep. I could have pulled another good trigger. But because I was rushing, I, I got into a, a, I mean, that was just a bad shot. And, yep. and that was a mental mistake for me. Um, because I, because I was rushing and I didn't pull it where I wanted to. So it was yep. just a bad shot. Yep. So I dropped that and then I cleaned the rest of them. Um, kind of got back in the groove a little bit, yeah. but three on that particular stage, there was guys today that only dropped four shots all day. Yep. So, you know, when you drop three on a stage like that, you're like, uh Oh, <laughs> yep. no, that killed me. I'll be, I'm eight down and I, out of, uh, so three of them right there. I should be. Should be five down. And we got a, a little switchy stuff, but that's that's part of the game. But um shot good enough. We got a lot of shooting tomorrow and there's some there's some long targets tomorrow, so still anybody's game. So hopefully tomorrow goes well. I'm probably but. gonna clean tomorrow, so you guys are gonna catch up. <laughs> Adam baby. <laughs> I said I was gonna drop two, so uh, I'll still beat you if you only yeah, drop if you clean. You, you got me like <laughs> so, three right now. So, so yeah. All right. Anyway. Fair and enough. then also should we mention the last game of darts we just played? 
Let's mention the one before that. If we can. <laughs> We've been playing some darts and it's, uh, I just had a pretty good game of five Oh one. So, uh, John just had a 95 outs. That was, that was good for the, uh, the, the, the old best out leaderboard leaderboard. Yeah. This is one that Swanee threw a dart through the wall on <laughs> you get, you get right. Jeremy. Um, anyway, guys, um, let's see. We're rambling so a little a couple bit. of the topics that we want to talk about. Co- yeah. We got some yeah. questions we've got, uh, we were talking about assassins way a little bit. We got that giveaway. Um, couple one thing i've been for whatever reason i've been getting a pile of messages about reamer spec lately yep. for dasher um oh but real quick before we quit before we switch i've been shooting the br this weekend i'm going to shoot it next weekend as well uh so far i love it um just one day so far it's a brand it's a new barrel um i'm running a 28 inch barrel so i get some extra speed I'm running 109s at 2,800 feet a second, which I don't feel like I'm giving up anything to my dash. Or I was running them at 2,860, and I, same difference. Um, so anyway, a bunch of guys were asking about the BR. I am running it. It's fun. I really liked it today. I'm going to run it, obviously, tomorrow. I'm going to run it next weekend. Um, and then I will make the decision for AG. We're going to go down to the California AG match. We're going to do a little training down there. And then um, – I'll try to decide uh, by that weekend what I'm running at AG. So uh, that's what I'm running. Some guys have been asking. That's what I've been shooting speed-wise is about 2,800 with the 109s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 29.8 grains of argot, I believe, is what I'm what I'm shooting. Uh, I'm, I'm shooting the almost the exact same speed. I'm shooting 2,796 or 2,800 with the 110A tips, and I'm shooting the Alpha Dasher Brass. Yep. So our speeds are right about the same. Um, I've pushed this up quite a bit higher, and I've shot it slower. For me, I just like this grain bullet at this speed. Um, It really doesn't have much to do with pressure or anything. I just like it. Um, I also see it really well uh, at this speed as well. So uh, we were doing a a training at Pig River in Virginia, and I was shooting my six Creedmoor. That's what I brought down to train with. Um, and so my six Creedmoor is going just factory ammo. I'm shooting the, the 108s, and it's going like 30, 90 or something, Jeez. just factory ammo. Well, I'm starting to think about it. That's 10, 12% faster than yeah. my dasher is going. Yeah. And honestly, I'm seeing 10 or 12% less shots. And so now I'm starting to correlate the difference between the faster that's bullet, the bullet's going, really the less time you have to see it. You got 10% less time. Mm-hmm. It's getting there 10% quicker. And so I really am enjoying the slower bullet, and I think I see the slower bullet way better. And I'm able to pick out some of the skyline targets um, and really make that an advantage of seeing exactly where that trace goes. Mm-hmm. Today, it was a lot of mirage, so it's pretty hard to see trace. Yeah. but. When it's a little cooler and the thicker air, uh, like down in in Virginia, gosh, I think I saw every single bullet. That's and crazy. It's just you know the the air is different down there. We have pretty dry air, so it's kind of hard to see trace. So what when you do it here in in the dry climate, it really makes an advantage in the in the wetter climates. Um, I didn't. Well, I didn't ask you. I didn't see very good today. Did you? Did you see much today, trace wise? I saw. I saw quite a bit of trace. I would say that it was below average of what I usually see. Um, if I was to put a number to it, it's probably I saw forty percent of my trace yeah, on I bullets. Was less. I bet I was closer um, to twenty five. And so it was. It was not. Um, it was not great by any means as far as as far as that, but. 
he had, uh, you know, there's a lot of mirage out there, and that's really what you're looking for is you're looking for mirage in crystal clear air, which is your trace. Yeah. You're looking for the mirage of the bullet going through. And there's so, so much mirage today. When there was so much mirage, you're just trying to look at a target that's not bouncing all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't see it great today. Didn't see it great today either. Um Anyway. So that's so back back to your reamer for Dasher. Yeah. Well, yeah. what do you what's your what are you shooting? So I, I shoot a two seven three five neck. Uh, this is this is the reamer that Alamo Precision Rifles has. It's a two seven three five neck, and it has a one twenty. It's either one twenty or one twenty four. I believe it's one twenty. One thirty. I thought. Is it one thirty? I think you were shooting a thirty. It c- it could be one thirty, and if it is, I'll stand corrected. So the uh, the actual he's grabbing a barrel right now out of the, the stash. Actual... It doesn't say on there. No, it doesn't. So I I believe it's it might be a one thirty. Um, you could call Almo and and ask them what that reamer is, but um, I really like it. It's uh, pretty awesome for uh, you know bullet seating length and my. Brass fits in there fine. It's a 2735, so it's a little bit bigger neck. I'm not running a 270 where you have to trim. I'm not running a 271. Yep. Uh, I like it to be bigger because we don't know what we're doing. We shoot in dusty environments, yep. dirty environments. Yep. And I don't. I really don't want problems. I just don't want to have to trim. And I also just want to run regular brass. I don't want to trim it. I don't want to... You don't want to neck turn it. I don't want to neck turn it. I don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. And so I run a typically a little bit bigger. Yep. Um, now, there is some drawbacks to, to all these things. There's some pluses or minuses. You see all the bench rest guys running Dasher. None of them run a 274 neck when, yep. when you're shooting bench rest. They're like 270, 27, you know. Yeah, I mean, but the, they're, they're, run, they're running different tolerances. Yep. The standard, I think, forever on a dasher that was a 272 neck with a 104 freebore, and that's what we all kind of started with. The no turn necks were 268s, 269s, two, or the, sorry, the turn necks were 268s, 269s, 270s, different different amounts depending on how much you were going to neck turn. Um, we are not bench rest. Like we get guys asking, well, why don't you run a tighter neck so it's more accurate? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here. You know, I could have. You know, maybe get somebody that geeks out on this a little bit more, some more gunsmiths that we could talk about. Talk about that was Joe again or something. But he's running a larger neck as well, and he shoots some of the smaller groups that I know of. Um, I, st- I I guess I'll start the discussion with not all reamers are created equal. Just because you get a 104 free bore from somebody, let me say it this way. I was shooting a 274 neck 104 free bore from Joe. I just got my custom JGS 274 neck with a 125 freebore from JGS. So technically 21 thousandths more freebore, right? Well, when I put when I put my case and my bullet in the chamber to measure where I hit the lands, it's a four thousandths difference between a 104. So explain to everyone what freebore means. Uh, Freebore is the is the jump from. Let's see, it's it's where the rifling is removed from the barrel. Uh, I don't know how to all the correct terms, but it's where the it's where the, it's the the runway the bullet has after it leaves the case before it gets into the rifling. So the rifling is cut out a hundred and twenty five thousandths from the case neck from the case the, the end of the case, of the case neck to the start of the rifling. Start That's of right. the rifling. So so that let me say it again. Joe had a one hundred and four. 
And that's what I've been shooting for a few years. And he's like, Hey man, get your, just order your own reamer. So we, I just use your reamer for your stuff. I was like, cool. Good idea. So I ordered a 125. I want a little bit longer. I get them together. I measure them. They're almost identical in the jump or in, in where they measure to. So whether that's lead angle, which is the angle <laughs> of the lands coming in where, yeah. where it's cut, where the lands get cut out. Um, you know, maybe that's a different angle. And so the bullet engages differently. I don't know. There's different arguments that people have of why they don't exactly measure the same. All that being said, the free bore from one Oh four to one thirty five, And I know guys with one fifty fives and super long free bores and dashers, but general, the consi- the general consensus is one Oh four to one thirty one thirty five is where most everyone's at in the dasher that I know. But most everybody is running a 274 neck. To me, the 274 neck is more important because we're shooting in dirt. Right. We're shooting in grime. Right. We're not shooting bench rest on a clean, you know, everything's perfect. If you were, that's an argument, but we're not. And so when you, like when I was shooting the, a little bit tighter necks and you have a really dusty match, you'll start to pressure out. And I'll clean my chamber out halfway through a day. I've done that on really dirty matches. Um, and your pressure will go back down. So anyway... I just wanted to address that because for whatever reason, I don't know if everyone's getting ready to build their guns for next year, but everyone's talking about ordering reamers. I've been getting a lot of questions. Um, I don't like to badmouth companies. I've ordered a lot of reamers from PTG. I've also had a lot of errors and stuff sent back and, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and customer service was okay. I mean, they're great. They're, I don't want to mention your names, but, but, I'm, <laughs> but I'm going to because I've had better luck with JGS. I've, I've heard great things about Manson Reamers, and I'm just saying this because these are questions I get a lot, and I want to handle them here as much as I can. Mine's also a, a JGS A JGS, well. yep. yep. JGS right. is, uh, is, pretty, is pretty good. Um, get with your gunsmith. Ask them about, um, again, terms terminology the the cuts and the flutes so fluid can flow through and their flush systems and how you want to spec the reamers on some mm-hmm. of those details um I, I do need to throw out alpha um i know they've got some custom reamers coming out i've heard some really good things about i guess they hold really really tight tolerances um maybe check them out if you're going to be buying a reamer especially with their brass and and again They've got some new brass coming out. I know you're sponsored by them. I'm not. This mm-hmm. is just me, me talking. But I've heard some pretty good things about um, my complaint, uh, full disclosure, with Alpha was, yeah, it's great brass, but it's been really soft. And I love Lapua brass. All my guns I've built for years, if Lapua doesn't make brass, I don't build that caliber. Almost pretty much across the board. And I love Lapua 6BR brass. And, and um, But Alpha's made some breakthroughs on their hardness, which I think – at this point is promising. So, um, they are competing with Lapua hardness with Dasher brass. So, uh, maybe check them out. And then for the reamer spec, they've got some, um, they've got some pretty good reamers from what I've heard. So talking to Joe and some other guys. So, uh, JGS alpha and Manson reamers. I've ordered a lot of JGS reamers, been real happy with them. Um, yeah, I know they messed mine up. I told you guys that, but they fixed it. No problems. It is what it is. That's part of business, but they handle it really, really well. So I uh, wanted to handle that. Let's a couple other questions. Let's you want to jump sure. into those? Yep, love it. Okay. Um, uh, we got a couple questions. I'm sorry, guys. I My wife, she publishes the episodes for me. I'm... I can do some computer stuff, but she's better at it. Um, she's so much better. She hosts stuff, and she said there were some questions on one of the hosting things I got to get to, so I got to figure that out. I haven't even looked. I think it's on one of the podcast things. So we're working through them, but these are a few things off of Instagram or Facebook. Um, 
let's see, uh, Brandon Baines, uh, you asked, and this is an old question, but um, guys ask, we get a lot of similar questions. So you guys, a lot of you guys have the same kind of uh, thought process, but um, I noticed you guys have mentioned a few times doing load development before leaving for a match. Are you just confirming zero muzzle velocity drops BC and adjusting your solver or truly making changes doing load development. Thanks for all the great info. Anyway, thanks for the message. We do appreciate your messages, guys. And like we said, we've been ebbing and flowing on the on the busyness of life. But um, um, we do appreciate you chiming in, and and it's it's fun that you guys are getting hopefully learning some stuff out of the our uh, our little chats here. So um, anyway, what are your thoughts on load development? I know we've talked about this before, but we'll hit mm-hmm. it again because it comes up a lot. Yeah, so. I I, uh, I typically. Um, with these cases that we're running, I'm typically running the same load that I run in my last barrel or in, you know, barrels, or it's going to be really darn close. Uh, all my powder's the same lot. My primer's the same lot. My bullet's the same lot. My brass is the same lot. It's going to it's gonna react very, very similar. Um, and I try to get my barrels from benchmark two or three at a time so that I got three barrels that are from the same lot of steel. And so since all my stuff is the same lot, most of my stuff is going to be, you know, so close in velocity and accuracy. Um, All my charge weight is going to be really similar. And so what I'll do is when I'm kind of getting ready to leave for a match, I'll go out to the range. Typically, my practice days are Tuesdays and Thursdays or Tuesdays and Wednesdays, excuse me. And so I'll go out to the range on Tuesday. On Tuesday, I'll kind of verify some of my stuff. I will um, practice a little bit with some of the leftover ammo I have. I'll take my 308 and I'll shoot some factory ammo that I have. That's a practice day, and I'm going to confirm zero. And then I'll go back, and I'll have a really good feel because now I'll be completely out of my match ammo. I'll load up my match ammo, which is typically 31.2 grains of Varget for my dasher, and I'll go back out on Wednesday. And now on Wednesday... I'm just I'm just hounding the 100-yard range. I'm shooting out to distance, and I'm really double-checking and verifying my muzzle velocity, my zero, my drops, and my BC, and my Kestrels, making sure everything lines up exactly where it should be. And if it, if it does and everything is, is good to go, then I know that it's going it's, it's to be great. I come back. I might just load 31.2 from there on out. Because I already know my velocity, I already know everything. Really, all I'm doing is verifying and checking that there's no drastic changes in something. Um, I don't typically, I, I say that with a grain of salt because this particular barrel I have <laughs> run longer than normal. But I don't typically run barrels past about 1,200 rounds. Right now, I'm at like you know 1,800 rounds on this particular gun, and so I'm just ultra nervous when I see a little shift up or down or whatever and it's like man what happened there well you know at some point these barrels do wear out when you get close to 2,000 rounds on a six millimeter you're getting to that point where where stuff is going to be slightly more inconsistent than it was with nice sharp um you know lands in there and so for me i'm gonna i'm gonna verify i'm gonna confirm my zero I'm going to make sure we just talked about wind a little bit with a zero. If it's windy out there, that's fine. I just want to make sure my zero is, is, you know, elevation's pretty good. Um, You know, windage is pretty good based off of the wind. If there is any, we actually have a lot of tail and headwind, so it doesn't really affect much when we're doing it. Um, So I'll just run with it, make sure I have a good zero. Um, Almost all my shots during this time I'll have 
over the chronograph. And so it's either lab radar, um, magneto speed, whatever it is, and I'll, I'll test those maybe 15 or 20 shots I'll have over that really to get a, a really solid number for my muzzle velocity. And I'm going to put that all that information in my Kestrel. I'm going to shoot out to distance and uh, make sure it lines up. So I'm not really doing any changes or load development. Really what I'm doing is verification because I've already done that at the start of the barrel. And, so, you know, for the start of the barrel, I'll, I'll typically take that 31.2 grains and I'll just verify that it shoots. If it shoots, I pretty much stick with it the whole time. If something's drastically wrong and I'm shooting an inch and a half group with this 31.2 grains, which uh, not you know hasn't ever happened, so I'll knock on wood. But if it does, then I'll go back. I'll say, okay, I got to change something to get this thing to shoot because that's obviously not shooting. But I, I just haven't. I've never had that problem. They've all shot really well. Mm-hmm. I'll go back. I'll shoot, and they've shot well enough. If it's a half inch group. You know, sometimes you're trying to shoot in the Mirage and the best you can get is a 0.5, 0.6 inch group. Man, for me, that's just, that's golden. I'm good to go on it. And I'll, I'll shoot out to distance. I'll verify and rock and roll from there. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes it easy, but I just don't want to overthink it. I know that these targets that we're shooting, like today we shot a lot of human torsos and 100% Ipsix. Pretty big targets. There's no low development that's going to make me hit any more targets in those. No, I that's need just to, when. <laughs> I, need to, I need to focus on some other things, so yep. Yep. I won't really be super anal about it. Yeah, you're an interesting person to talk to because you've been doing this a long time. You've got a system. I would say you are the exception uh, in a lot of ways in the sport as far as your systematic big pile of brass bunch of barrels and you just you do everything the same i also think it comes down to personality um for whatever reason i my confidence i just need to go out um okay the question says uh are you doing low development for a match yes i do low development on a barrel before i go to a match so if i have a new barrel i'm going to do low development until i feel like it's shooting good enough a brand new barrel yeah i'm going to break it in and do all the normal stuff we've talked about a million times um when i get back i generally have some leftover ammo and i will go up and shoot i'll like my favorite take a 10 round mag i'll shoot uh three two or three at 100 generally three i'll shoot a couple at a th- i got a target of 340 yards and then i'll take my last five and i'll put a group at 600 and if that ammo still looks good and i and i elaborate on all those while i'm shooting if my speeds are still good and everything's still good then i keep rocking and rolling um there's no point in changing it in you know unless something goes wrong drastically wrong yeah every once in a while stuff will open up and um i don't like it and yeah i'll go i will bump the bullet you know i'll, I'll I'll pull it out ten or twenty thousands, and I'll bump it in ten or twenty thousands. I know, you know, Cortine. I've heard him say you got to do it three thousands increments. I haven't done that. I usually do a little bigger jumps, and then I'll, I'll bump it a couple tenths up and down either side of that where I was with powder. If I don't, got, you don't really think the time. three thousands bullet seating makes a difference, do you? He swears by it. No, I asked you. You don't really. think I that personally it. don't, but I'm not Eric, so I'm not going to debate with Eric <laughs> and say because he's. I mean, that's his. You know, it's a little different game. But he, you know, I'll jump. I'll go like twenty, forty, sixty, eighty thousands, yeah, and see and see where see if I can even see anything change. And if it does, then maybe I'll jump five or ten thousands on either side of that. But the three thousands thing to me, especially on the PRS thing, we're going to burn that out in a hot second. That. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have throat erosion of three thousands. But he, you know, I've I've listened to him talk about whatever. I don't want to get into and that. And the reason he I knows ask this stuff, yeah, go is for because it. we're at a match and 
this guy's telling us, oh, yeah, my gun just hammers <laughs> at three thousandths off the lands. I said, and I said, oh, okay, well, did you try five thousandths off the lands? Oh, it shoots like crap. Okay, something else is going on That's when my thought when there's these little differences, and then have you and then have you verify? I'm, I'm a big verification guy, so yep. Yep. I want to make sure, and I'm doing the exact same thing right now with the barrel tuners. So if the barrel tuner works at say setting one, and then I go to setting five and it doesn't work. I need to make sure that it all works when I go back to one and it doesn't work when I go to five. To five. There's got to be some consistency in it. Yep. But when I just say, oh, my barrel hammers at one, but it doesn't at two, when you have like zero, like yeah. one thousandths of a, you need of a, a measurement. Big- it's, sample to make conclusions. You, yeah. And, and so, that's the what we all that's what we all suck at. There's a few of us that are good at big samples, but most of us love to stop at three shots or five shots and say we have a one hole gun. <laughs> when and I'm just as guilty you freaking you hammer something you're like I, you don't even want to shoot i've gone to matches where i've taken a couple shots at the 100 yard and just dead centered it and i don't want to shoot anymore because i was like yeah it's zeroed and yep, then my confidence like, i don't want to know it's a one hole gun so I, I just had this conversation with joe walls like i was getting ready for this match i've done that when I you sh- guys are sorry no not, go not ahead to cut you off i've done that when you guys are all watching my groups at oh, 100 yeah. yards i'll shoot one through the middle of the target and I'll send four over the bank, and you guys don't know it. <laughs> and yeah. then everyone's like, did you see Vibbert's gun? you shoot through the same hole? I shot one. It's good enough. I'll shoot the rest of the bank, and they don't even know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some mind games going on. But I was talking to Suckers. Walls. Yeah, I was talking to Walls, and I was I, – for whatever reason, some days you shoot groups better, some days you don't. I could not shoot a group at 100 yards, but every time I went to 600, it would stack. So I did a three-shot group at 600. Then I did a three-shot group at 340. Then I did a five-shot group at 600 and i went i just kind of reshoot reshoot so anyway all that to be said um i like to shoot more um just as a confidence thing so i like to shoot you know 20 30 40 rounds between each match at 600 and really make sure it's stacking um generally like jake said we run the brs and the dashers and the and the brx's and the bra's and all the stuff that's winning consistently right now six five forty sevens we're running these super consistent calibers so we don't have finicky guns and we still have when we say finicky for what we're dealing with it's 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 small levels where it opens up we're back in the day when i was shooting like a 6slr or some of these bigger sixes you could go from a, a bug hole shooting gun and it would open to three quarter we're talking about shooting little tiny groups and opening to a half or less mm-hmm. which is still completely which is still com- competitive so um generally once i get my good load development done i'm not doing a lot of changes but we're shooting those cartridges for a reason that was a very long-winded answer for yep, your question sure was but we <laughs> yeah you it sure was <laughs> and you know what here's something else to think oh, about too geez. is that we're trying to give you guys some information yeah that has worked from us and you know john's been at this game for now six years i've been at it for eight or nine years and so all we're trying to do is give you guys some information on our experiences um, as we see them and as the consistency, we are all about consistency. That's what we want. Consistent, consistent, consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, even if the gun's going slow, but we know that yep. it goes exactly where we want it to go, we can count on it. Yep. And so as soon as you start having those flyers 
And there's some there's some amateur shooters or some shooters that don't have as much experience that think a 6SLR is ultra consistent. But what they're forgetting is that they're not seeing the flyers out at 1,000 yards or they're not seeing the inconsistent... Uh, you know, muzzle velocity spreads. They're not seeing that because they don't necessarily have the experience to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not that they're, you know, shooting bad or whatever. They just, they haven't been down that road, you know, long enough. And so uh, I really like Six Creed more. Um, I've always liked Six Creed more. I've shot it a lot. I know that it's not as consistent as what I'm shooting now. And so my SDs, uh, standard deviations on all my chronograph stuff, is always you know, nine, 10 or 11. It's just, it's always there in that. Can I get a 1.3 and post it on Facebook? Of course I can, but I can, but most of them are going to be in the nine, 10 or 11 where, for example, most all my SDs on, on my, uh, my alpha dasher now are three, four, five, and six. So I'm just cutting that in half and I'm taking the, now again, can I get a 1.1 or a 1.3 with my, Dasher, yes, I can, um, but that—that's you know, those aren't necessarily the norms. We just want to get the most consistent, long-term mm-hmm. solution for what we're doing in this particular game. Yep. Sometimes it's about going to a BR like you're doing. Sometimes yep. it's about going to, uh, you know, whatever you feel in your situation is the most consistent. That's all we're trying to do. Um, yep. There's a lot of really sweet hot rod calibers like the. They are. They, Man, and they tempt us. We talk about it yeah, all the time, but all we the never time. do it. I mean, this is – and you guys know, I try to get um, – you know, obviously with with us talking, we don't – we're not keeping secrets from you guys. Like, getting in now to the sport is – is a shortcut from where I mean I spent oh, a gosh. lot of money on reamers and oh, shooting gosh. these fast sixes and or big six fives and trying to figure out you know we're telling you guys you we're having on you know the top shooters in the game and everyone's been really open with what you're doing and I don't know I mean Bertaccini is fun he's got his he's won a bunch with a dasher but he's playing with a GT but he's playing with that six five Creed so he's kind of doing things unorthodox but other than that there was a lot of dashers winning and I'm not giving up my dasher I just a lot of guys ask about BR um uh, you know I've wanted one because they're easy and um I think it's the perfect caliber to start in this game with and so I wanted to run one I think it's completely competitive I'm, I'm leading our squad this weekend with it we've got a pretty good squad the BR with the BR yep, my first absolutely. match with it so it's not there's nothing to hold you back with the BR anyway we're, we're we're giving you guys the best uh feedback we get questions about well why are you running so slow why you know why this why that why not why don't you turn brass and run a tight neck why don't you just neck size like listen there's all kinds of options and we're not saying our way is, is the right way. We're saying what works for us. And when we have these guys on and I ask them a reloading process and their calibers and their bullet barrel lengths and all just those numbers, I just, we threw out quickly. It's all very, very similar. So anyway, um, when I get the reamer questions, um, you know, when we get the load development questions and the speed questions, we're just, we're pretty boring. I mean, if you guys were for hunting, that's, it can be a different story. We can run hot, we can run fast. We can take some range uncertainty out of, of the game, especially on flat ground with antelope and coyotes. And, 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 and I under, I completely understand that side of it. Um, we're talking about competitions, a little different game. It's just slow and steady when seems to be winning the race, every single weekend we have these shoots so and also something that is important for us is we both have families we both have work Mm -hmm. 
So if we can get to a point where we have a little more time mm. where we're not spending, you know, instead of spending seven hours in the reloading room a week, we're actually only spending two. Yep. It's like, man, what can we do with five more hours? We can, we, we can hang out with our kids, you know, and play games five more hours a week. Yep. We can go watch a movie with the wife five more hours a week. We can go do whatever we want, go hunting, go yep. scouting, go hang out with buddies. It, you know, it, it doesn't matter, yep. but that's kind of my, that's been my philosophy for, for quite a while is I want to limit my, you know, the amount of time that I'm doing X, Y, or Z so that I can do some more stuff that I also, now I, I enjoy, I put a, on my iPad and, you know, on the counter and I'm reloading, I'm watching some YouTube videos and whatever. And so I, it, it's, it's a it's slightly yep. therapeutic for me. I like it, yep. but I also like, you know, playing games with my family and I like doing, you know, whatever else, you know, I'm going to be doing. And so then I, I have more time for that and it's just a little bit more, it's a little bit less stressful to be thinking about or not think about fire forming and, uh, why is it not shooting? And, oh, my brass is splitting. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, so I, I've been down the road. And so I understand exactly what's going on. Um, and so for me, that also plays into my personal decision because everyone's got their own reasons why they're doing something. That plays into my own personal reasons. Yep, yep. We all get – we completely understand the desire to go fast uh, it just takes more work. So that's all as far. So load development between matches. Generally, we don't have to too much. So long winded question. Hopefully there was something in there worth listening to. Yeah, right on. Good. So anyway, no, that, um, that was good stuff. we got another one and we've talked about this too, but we'll, you know, we'll hit it again a little bit. It says, Hey guys, uh, this is uh Tanner, Tanner new, new, I don't know how now new any of you. Um, I know the name. I just don't want to say it. Um, this is old. This is old message too. I said we'd cover it, but hey guys, love the podcast. Hope to shoot a few matches with you this year. Um, my question is about ballistic calculators and what settings you run on a Kestrel 5700 Elite, which a lot of us are using. Some of us, um, I know a lot of guys are really liking that uh, Ford Off app from Hornady, but still most guys are using the 5700. I would say. Um, his question is: Do you guys have aerodynamic jump? spin drift and Coriolis effect activated for your calculations or any combination of the, of the three. Thanks. Um, for me, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do, I calibrate my compass and so I, I will take a heading at the targets, which, you know, is Coriolis. Um, so yeah, it's factors into there. It's, it's minuscule at the ranges we're shooting. Generally we're a lot of targets, 800 and in, um, every match we have a few targets that are pretty, fo- pretty, pretty long. Generally they're, you know, they're relatively tall. Maybe there'll be a, a you know, an Ipsic target that's got a little more vertical. So, uh, we'd probably still hit it without Coriolis, but yeah, I, I use it. I don't, I'm not worried about it. If I didn't happen to set it, there's been plenty of matches where I didn't take a heading and shot fine. So not a big thing for me. Um, uh, spin drift. Yes, I have spin drift on it, and it's noticeable. We were, um, gosh, what match was this? We were we shot a couple stages just oh it was at Oklahoma we started out it was just dead calm on these troop lines and all of our numbers we ran were just spin drift because they were a couple small targets we're like okay you know that's two tenths of spin drift there and that's all we held for and we centered up pretty good um, and you probably could have slipped one off the edge of one of those targets maybe maybe two um, but it was pretty calm so I leave that on and I also do aerodynamic jump or crosswind jump. Um, I think you do the same, don't you? Mm-hmm. 
for the most part. So I think most of us are the same way. Um, I don't like, again, I don't stress about Coriolis. That's, you know, there's plenty of jokes about Coriolis effect and people being worried about that. You're not generally ever going to miss a target in this game because you forget to take a heading or something. It's not a bad idea to go ahead and do it, but it's not a huge deal. Uh, probably the biggest thing I think is crosswind jump. Uh, I didn't used to be, this is a years, a couple of years now where I was like, man, couldn't explain some up and down misses every once in a while that just didn't gun seemed to be just absolutely hammering. And every once in a while you'd have some weird vertical and it was consistent. Um, and really kind of sorted it down to that crosswind jump. I think one of the most obvious matches was, was, was actually at the match we're at now, this rock Lake match a couple of years, right. was it two, three years ago? Yeah. And it's always blowing the same was direction. Just, was it, I think it was right to left, right? Right to left. Just ripping, which which as the bullets come, the wind's coming from the right to the left, the bullet's rolling to the right, so it's going to technically roll up the wind and you're going to hit high. Um, and we were hitting high. And I th- were we still running apps then? Or did someone have a Kestrel? I was running my Ballistic app. Um, and the month after that particular match, we uh, and, and we still did well. I think I might have even won that match, actually. So yep. I, we still did well. Um, but there was a lot of targets that we missed that's like, man, you're going over the top of them. It's a skyline target or man, you're and everybody was missing. Them. And, and a lot of people are missing them. So it wasn't necessarily a giant, yep. uh, piece of information. So we were shooting that the month after that we, you and I both traveled down to Nebraska yep. together yep. and David Holty in Nebraska was kind of, we did a little Kestrel class with us yeah, yeah. and he's like, Hey, uh, John, Jake, check this out. Because we were still using our, mm-hmm. our ballistic app on our on our no, phones. I, just, I used Shooter till yeah. pretty recently. <laughs> and so he was like, check this out. And so we're like, no way. And, we're, and so we're starting to think about different things. It's like, oh, actually, that's exactly what happened to us at this match. That's exactly what happened to us at this match. So I'm also a big proponent of crosswind jump. I typically do half value. Um, so I can get into that a little bit uh, as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I I do the same thing. We'll hit we'll hit that. So I do think AB. Um, who, who am I to say that AB's wrong? But to me, uh, just from experience, feels like AB maybe overemphasizes jump a little bit. So if it's blowing ten or fifteen, I'll. I'll there's there's wind one and wind two in your Kestrel. If you've got a 5700, you're you're uh, familiar with that. Wind one is where crosswind jump is is done. So if you put a a 10 mile an hour right to left, it's going to change your elevation. If you put a 10 mile an hour in wind two and leave wind one at zero miles an hour, it's your elevation is going to stay the same as zero wind, but it'll still give you that 10 mile an hour wind in wind two. Uh, this might sound confusing. If you don't have a Kestrel, if you have a Kestrel, you're probably tracking. So. If it's if it's ripping, I I will kind of kind of watch stage to stage if I'm trending high or low, and then I will start to cut and win one. Maybe I don't do a full value and win one, but that's only when it's getting up into like the 15, 20 mile an hour. I'll kind of start to take a look because I feel like sometimes it overemphasizes it. So that's a little technical, um, but just keep an eye on that. Personally, I feel like maybe it's overemphasized. Uh, see what you guys think. Um, but yes, so Tanner. Uh, Jake and I both use all of those things. Um, Spindrift is definitely a real thing. Um, and then the, the aerodynamic jump is real. Coriolis again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not a giant deal. Um, so those, a couple questions. Um, 
What uh see we're about we're about an hour in and the dartboard's calling so but we, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, I'm gonna smoke you so bad with dartboard here in a minute. <laughs> oh it's gonna be awesome. I don't think so. Um anyway, um uh, uh, announcement for me, selfishly, on the loophole side. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to be I don't know. It's coming. You guys all know it's coming. I get a bazillion questions about the reticle. Um, I got uh, today, Saturday, f- yesterday or Thursday. I don't remember. I got a production model. So it's different than the one I've been running. It's got a few more things in it. It, it busies it up a tiny bit, but I think it's going to be perfect. Um, I haven't put it on again yet. I just got it, but it is production model with a production label and it's a uh, it's it's not it's not it's not stamped not for resale it's an actual scope so we are getting close i get messages all the time i'm i am i'm so excited more for you excited, i appreciate that i'm more excited about it than than anyone and i want to get it out to you guys i know a lot of guys are waiting they're gonna have some some fun information about that and 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 well, I, I, anyway, I can't say too much, but it's coming. <laughs> We're close. I just got the final, you know, I think it's the final model. I think so far, uh, you know, Bertaccini and, and Gardazzi and, and, and Nick and a few other guys have, have gotten it and we're all, um, I think it's, we're gonna, it's green lit. So we're going to talk about it after this week, and I think we're good to go. So just an update on that. We're getting close. So thanks for your patience. And I, I do appreciate all the input, and it's fun to see to see loophole getting getting back in this game they're they're making some some solid stuff so i want to throw that out there um we had another question about swag um yep, yep. kind of a couple different swag things we do have hats and uh we have a limited number of hats and we also yep. have some long sleeve uh vp logo shirts and so these are made in america uh super high quality they're, it's a long sleeve hoodie kind of like we all wear um, and it's going to be super durable. We have two different colors. Uh, I believe those are going to be somewhere around $35, uh, for you guys. Yep. And they're kind of like the performance hoodies. So they, uh, they're not going to ride up on you. Um, just a really good, uh, you know, just a really good long sleeve shirt. We'll be they've, wearing them a lot. They've got and, thumb holes in them, right? Yeah, they do. They got thumb holes in the cuffs and they are all American made, which is rare yeah. for apparel. And they're, they are a pretty heavy duty shirt. I looked yeah. at them in Utah. And, and so that's, that's part of the reason why the $35, you guys may say, oh, 35 bucks. But I think, you know, that's, that's, uh, just the price of them. So we want to get some of those yep. to you guys. Uh, we have a bunch more of those on order, so look for those on the on the VP Precision uh, yeah, website as well. Don't look yet. We'll tell you when they're up. When we get those, um, I'll have my wife put a. Uh, I'll, I'll ask my wife. <laughs> I won't have my. I will, I will ask I will her ask with the my cherry wife on top <laughs> politely to uh, to edit the shopping she cart. Slap you and get that. But we got like a gray color and kind of a gr- is it a greenish color maybe? Uh, yeah, it's like an OD green and maybe like a uh, khaki. Yeah. And so, there's a couple colors. It should be cool. Anyway, we have we have a few people asking, and we do appreciate your support. It's uh, it's funny selling you know stuff with our logo, but it's fun. It's uh, we do this for you guys. Again, we're not getting paid. It costs us. I just we I pay hosting money and equipment, and and we just do this because it's what I wished was out. Yep, you know, right. early and it's, and it's fun. It's fun. A good excuse to talk with each other. So, um, um, what else we've been talking about? One thing we've been talking about a little bit and this, not to belabor it, but it's, this is, we just finished September and, and I know we talked about assassin's way and I, in my head, I had kind of planned, it came out, I was all fired up calling Jake. People are calling me. I was talking to Tate, talking to all these guys and, you know, big, big prize. And, and I had kind of said, Hey, I'll make the decision by September, which we just ended. So it's October one or two right now. And, um, 
<laughs> and I, I'm kind of bummed. I was in, in my mind. I thought I was going to do it. And I don't think I am. <laughs> anyway, we were just talking about it at dinner and, and we're like, well, we didn't mention on the podcast cause we talked about it. I know we, we interviewed Jacob and, um, and it's interesting. I just can't, I've listened to, I think seven or eight podcasts of Jacob and I think it's, it's going to be interesting. I'll follow it obviously, but I can't figure out what we're doing. And it's driving me. I'm bummed. I'm like, as, you know, when I, when I talked to him, he's like, you know, it was 60 to 70%, you know, but I think he said 60% shooting would be kind of the match. And then there's going to be some rocking, some land nav, some Kim's games. Like, okay, that's awesome. I like it. You know, obviously I love to shoot and I, I'm not worried about target ID and hiking. I mean, that's my wheelhouse for hunting and stuff. So I was getting pretty jacked. Jake and I were talking about it and, and, um, and I was, I was, I've kind of, anyway, I was kind of bummed, but then I hear more podcasts and he's like, the shooting won't guarantee you the best shooter won't win. And okay, that's fine. And then I hear, I've heard numbers. I've heard him say, and some other guys say numbers as low as 30% of it's shooting. And so I don't know. And I'll probably, I'm sure I'll talk to Jacob. There's no hard feelings. Obviously I just, I'm kind of bummed. Cause I was jacked about it with a payday of, you know, if everybody signs up, I think they were shooting for half a million payday. And I was like, that's a lot of money. And that would be so sick. And I just can't, it's hard, you know, if it was a thousand bucks, that's one thing, but it's, I, I've been, again, I've listened to seven or eight podcasts. I've listened to everything I can find on the internet and listen to everything I can find. Uh, I've read everything on the internet forums or whatever I can find and re, you know, talking to as many people as I can trying to get a, a you know, a, an answer that could allow me to spend $25,000, which is a giant amount of money for me. I'm not a wealthy guy. Uh, it would be a big, a big investment. I've talked to some sponsors and there was, some, there was support, some support there too. And so, but just to put anyone's money at stake, I was, gosh, I just, anyway, I wanted to follow up with you guys cause we talked about it. Yeah. I've, I've been kind of bummed and this was and kind we've of even talked with other people that are actually in the competition. Yeah. And they don't quite know what's going on yet. Um, and so they've taken that kind of leap of faith. I just don't know if it's if it's smart money for um yeah. it's obviously not smart money for me. I'm out of shape and round and so <laughs> it's you know if there's any sort of hiking like that I'm just I, I would have to spend the next year really we're really hitting it hard at the hopes that it was something you know that that and I could I could certainly get there that's you not could. the point. You could. Um it's just a uh you know, knowing what you're getting into is important when it's in a, you know when it's a competition. So having a clear set of rules and guidelines. Yep. Hey, these are going to be your tasks at hand. These are this is what's going to happen on, you know, on match one. This is what's going to happen on match two. And really having a clearly defined course of fire for yeah. people to to understand and digest. I actually think if they were to come out with that, they would have a bunch more interest yep. because. Right now, people are thinking, well, it's just, it's just uh, pissing in the wind right now. We don't really know what's happening. Yep. You know, no one knows what the rules are. And so then you, you hear some people say, well, just sign up and we'll figure it out later. No, that's, that's not, not for 25 not grand. For 25 well, grand. plus a month off, plus everything else. It's going to be a $35,000, $40,000 venture. I, so uh, it's uh, hard to do that. And there's also, you know, it's clearly <laughs> stated that it's non-refundable. And it's clearly stated to some of these things. So, you know, I think that I think that rifles only and 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 those guys would have a 
a giant amount of interest if they, and you know what, they don't have some of this stuff done. I don't think yet. They don't have their course of fire set out. They don't have yep. some of the, some of the stuff put up because it's still a year out or, you know, 11 months out. So I understand it. I get it. I don't have my match uh, set up for, for next June either. Yeah. Um, and so we understand that um, if there was some guidelines and they were able to stick to those guidelines very, uh, you know, strictly, then you would probably have a lot of interest because you'd know exactly, mm-hmm. you know, what the things are at, at hand. But when it's just, hey, we have an idea, this is what we want to do, it's a giant payday, which guess what? That goes a long way for paying oh a lot of kids' gosh. college tuition, right? I can't. Actually, Jacob said that. You know, I said, I man, a month off it. is a hard thing for a – for you know, for a, a a young couple to go through with some kids and so on and so forth, and so he actually said, "Yeah, but having all our college tuition paid is awesome too." I was like, "Man, right on! Yeah, that's true." Yep. And so that's that's part of it. There's some interest in that, but you know, like when you go play a poker tournament, for example, there's ten different kinds of of poker to be had. You don't sign up for a poker tournament unless you know what game we're playing. Hey, we're playing Texas Hold'em. Hey, we're playing Raz. Hey, we're playing Seven Card Stud. Because there's people that are good at different, you know, things. And so if you say, hey, you know, it's just poker in general, well, that can mean a lot of things, and we don't necessarily know. Yeah, is it a race? Are we running a 40-mile race or a 100-yard dash? Exactly. Like what, uh, and, yeah. that's, and, that, and again, I don't want to come off like I'm whining. I just, I was, I had a lot of, I was pretty fired up about this when it came out. I was going to put some stake in you. Yeah, I know. We Definitely. I've been talking. I mean, I was in the back of my mind, and, I, and I'm not, I guess I'm not 100% out, but I feel like I'm 95%. And I'm just, mainly because I don't, like if it came out, it says, okay, Kim's are 10%. Land nabs fifteen or twenty, uh, you know, target ID or something is another twenty, and shooting is fifty-five or whatever the breakdown is. I just I want to know the rules of a game I'm going to sign up for. That's right. And and I don't I know they'll get bashed. And I talked to Jacob about this. He goes, you just need to. It's going to be an adventure. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. It's going to be. You're going to feel a sense of accomplishment (laughs) after you did it. And I was like. Twenty five thousand bucks, dude, in a month <laughs> off. Like I, yes, I totally agree with you, and I don't know if he's. I think he's probably got a lot more money than I do, because twenty five thousand dollars is still a lot of money to me. And so to, I get pretty particular when I'm. I mean, that's a new car, so. Um, and you need a new truck. I, God, yeah, no, whatever. But yeah, I do. Um, the old trusty's got two hundred forty thousand miles <laughs> running like a top. So um, anyway, I. Uh, yeah, just an update for you guys. I don't. Yeah. I, if I find out more, you know, so be it. Uh, right now, that was the latest update. I had some talks with. I've talked with some of the guys helping run the match. I've talked with people that know those guys. I've talked with people that are signed up. I've talked with some of the sponsors that were interested in in supporting me. And I actually want to go out and watch it, and I want to be a part of it somehow. I want to RO. I want to help out however yeah. I can. I think it's awesome. I really, really love the payday that's at, you know that's yeah, at stake. The concept if, is If they can do crazy. something like that every year, imagine the amount of traction that they're going to get. Because you look at some of these major sports and golf. Golf's got a you know PGA Tour events. They got a two million dollar payday every week. Yep. And so we start to get to these things, and you're you're going to bring out the best shooters. You're going to bring out the best whoever at that particular game. Um, I, I love it. I think the idea is absolutely fantastic. Yep. I love that the prize pool, 
I love that he advertised the five hundred thousand. We go to a lot of matches these days. Yeah. We don't know if there's if there's any prize to to be had. You know, yeah. we're in a we're in a a quote unquote competition. So what does a competition have at the end? You know, it's it's got yep. a reward. It's got a, a a payday. It's got something. And so it's hard. I wish all competitions, I wish all matches had a clearly defined, you know, prize pool or payday so that you know what you're yep. working for. And then there's no, Spe- you know. Speaking of the AG Cup. There's no little weird stuff. And that's yep. exactly what the AG Cup is is doing. So I yep. think that. Stuff like that is 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 awesome, and Tom Fuller and the AG Cup they got it going on right. They're obviously just a shooting match, yep. And so when I say that, there's no you know um, extracurricular stuff, but you know what you're getting with that because it is the world's best shooters um, yep. shooting it out with a yep. an NRL PRS style match that is designed to test the shooting abilities of mm. of the best in the world. Yep. So it's the exact same thing, and they're clearly the fine paydays. You yep. know, he says he's given away, you know, eighty thousand dollars overall. It's pretty awesome. Yep, yep. I, it's on, on Assassin's Way and AG. I guess Tom signed up, so it'll. We'll def, we know a handful of guys that are signed up, so we will keep you guys posted. I just we were talking about dinner, like we mentioned on the podcast. So I just that's my and I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying I want everything spelled out so I know exactly what to do. I, I get some su- surprise the idea of a blind stage at a match. Like I don't. You don't need to know everything, but I feel like I'm trying to make a wise decision on 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 finances and not like it's all shooting. So I'm. I, you know, you're more sure you're going to win, but just I don't know. I don't know what I want. It's a lot of money, and I want a little. I want some more details than than I've got so far. If I had a bunch of time and a bunch of money, I would sign up uh, yeah, regardless. I just, I just go do it because so it I. is going to be an adventure. That's right. Um, but I, I don't have a whole lot of time and I don't have a whole lot of money. So it's a really big commitment. And right now I don't, man, I just don't know. And I, and I was, I felt like I thought I was going to sign up, but so anyway, we're still <laughs> on hold. That's the latest update. I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm listening to as much information as I can about it. And I'll, I'm sure I'll call Jacob again and, Chat with them a little more, but try to get some more info. I just, I just, I want, I kind of want to know the breakdown of shooting and I just, just kind of how it scales out. But anyway, we'll see. I know they're working on a lot. They've got a pile of places and states and stuff. So, um, anyway, let's, uh, we're, uh, we're over an hour here. Let's do, you want to do the, we'll, okay. So, uh, shirts and hats, that'd be, that's awesome. We've sold, sold a few hats. I think they're on there. I think it might just, list large extra large but we also have small medium uh flex fit hats if you wanted some so they're on this on the vp uh page and we'll put shirts up shortly but um so uh let's uh, get a grip sloan valdez from yep. get a grip custom he's doing he wanted to do a giveaway so let's start teasing that um his he does go to get a grip customs um it's get a grip underscore customs on instagram um, he, he says it's that he's out of Utah, Leah, Le- Utah. Um, he makes some killer Glocks like, and he does some other pistol, but mainly Glock. So let's stick with this. He wanted to do a whole pistol, but he's like, man, he goes, I can't even get pistols right now. Everything you guys understand the shortage going on. So if you have a Glock, which most of you guys do, he's wanting to do a full, like crazy package. So go to his Instagram. It's get a grip customs. Check out some of his pictures, his work. He's done work for, he's built a pistol for me that I absolutely love. Same with Jake and, and a lot of the big guys that, that shoot a lot. Um, 
So let's do this. He's going to do a, uh, I don't know, eight, $900. We're, st- we're sorting it out, but like a stippling framework, uh, cuts, slide milling, crazy paint job, like full on make your Glock run. Oh, like dude, I, I love it. Mine is a stinking race gun. I, I love it. I took it to a couple of us, my first USPA matches this winter and had an absolute blast. So, um, so let's do this. Uh, what do we got? Like what? Like this post when it comes up. Yep. Both uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. Yep. Tag what? Three friends or something. Yep. Three friends. And then I want you to uh, uh, t- and t- maybe t- tag Get a Grip Customs and follow him on Instagram. So just do all the the liking and tagging and, and sharing and tag three friends on on, on show them Get a Grip and 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 share our podcast if you would. We really appreciate you guys sharing. Like again. I don't know why we're doing this. Just it's good info. Um, I try to get you guys good info, and it gives me excuse to talk to to other good shooters and stuff. So we have some good conversations. So doing this for you for you guys, we appreciate your guys' support big time. It makes it it makes it more fun when more of you guys are listening. Um, I'm not selling ads, obviously, or anything like that. Just doing this for fun. So um, not yet. Hint, hint. Well, yeah, well, maybe we will someday. <laughs> but, but for right, I, Spotify hasn't called yet. So, no, so when, Ro, when, when Rogan hooks me up, we'll go from there. So I'll share the wealth. We'll send some checks out to you guys. <laughs> uh, anyway, so do that. So follow him, tag three friends, like our, like share our, our post. And we're going to pull it maybe two, three weeks. I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes, but we'll pull a cert for, it's going to be eight, 900 bucks. Probably we're just a fully tricked out uh, Glock. So, yep. so do that. Um, I'll tag him in the post. We'll share his logo or something. We'll do something like that. But he's he's a cool guy out of Utah. Fun fun dude. Shoots NRL PRS quite a bit. So, um, are we we're good for now? We'll do. We're catching up. We got some more podcasts coming up. Thanks for bearing with us. With the I got evacuated for like a week and a half. We've had kind of a hectic, some hectic uh, couple weeks here. So, again, thank you guys. I'm hoping I only drop two points tomorrow, and I'm hoping Jake cleans tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be so nice. <laughs> we'll see how that shakes out. I'm already looking forward to it. That's going to be a good time. So um, anyway, thanks again, guys. I hope you guys shooting going good. We're kind of getting towards the end of uh, of the PRS season here. We got How many more matches in the PRS? Cal- I got California, and then I'm kind of getting ready for yeah. for uh, AG Cup and then getting yep. ready for PRS uh, finale. And we'll start talking about AG more. That's going to be the big one coming up. We've got, like we said, we got the team finale next weekend. We'll talk to you guys about that. We're going Then we're going to Cali. we got a, we got a little training and a Cali AG match. And then we got a little mm-hmm. break and heading down to Georgia for the big AG Cup. So we'll be talking about that, getting stuff ready for that. Um, but anyway, we really appreciate you guys. Um, I know that sounds or cheesy or whatever, but it's fun going to matches and having you guys just say, Hey, thanks for, you know, doing it or, or whatever. I'm just, it's, we, again, we sat here, we're sitting yep. here in this reloading room and it feels like we're talking to the wall and then we go to, you know, go to matches or get messages from you guys. So, uh, again, thank you so much. We wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. And, um, I hope everything's going well and, uh, your guns are shooting straight. So toodles.